The purpose of our two previous encounters is now very clear to me. I do not intend to be distracted by another. Good night, Mr. Bond. Do you expect me to talk? No, Mr. Bond. You're under 70. I expect you to have a terrible flu for a week, then recover. Oh, God, save the Queen. Or whatever they say in England. What terrible, horrible, no good, very bad news was dropped on us yesterday as it seems we've been granted the license to chill until November because the new James Bond film, No Time to Die, apparently uh, has granted us plenty of time to die before we can lay our eyes on the new 25th film in the world's most famous movie franchise, Daniel Craig's last outing, and it may be ours. By the time this freaking film hits theaters, they've uh, they've postponed the new Bond film. I got calls. It's Dave Gibson, by the way, uh, resident Bond freak here at WMGK. I had to get on. I had to make a podcast and rant for a little bit about this. As far as I know, I don't have coronavirus, but I do need to flush this from my system. MGM Universal and the Bond producers Michael G. Wilson and Barbara Broccoli announced yesterday that after careful consideration and thorough evaluation of the global theatrical marketplace, the release of No Time to Die will be postponed until November 2020, which I find rather antithetical to MI6's penchant for operational risk-taking. Come on, guys! We've been dying to see this damn movie, and now we're quite possibly could be dying before it comes out. People don't realize this movie is not now postponed seven months. This movie is now postponed a year. It was supposed to come out on November 2019, but then thanks to uh, disagreements with the then-tapped director, uh, Danny Boyle, friend of the show, by the way, we've done two in-studio podcasts with him, had a... Bang up time with the British director. Um, check those out on WMGK.com after this, of course. But they disagreed over the script, over the direction of the plot. So he got out of town. They had to extend it then because of that. They were plagued with on-set disasters, uh, explosions that weren't supposed to be happening, injuring people, ruining things. This, I mean, honestly, this entire Bond 25 production has been plagued itself since before anybody even knew what coronavirus was and uh, the bad luck just keeps on coming for it. Now, I want to take, I don't know how long this is going to be. I'm just ranting off the top of my head here. I might go through a timeline just to give you a taste of the trials and tribulations of uh, Bond 25, as it's been called seemingly forever. I mean, people forget Spectre, the last Bond flick came out. In 2015, there's going to be a five-year gap between Daniel Craig's penultimate Bond film and the final one. He'll be doing five in total. Roger Moore still holds the record for uh, most Bond films as an actor at seven, but uh, Daniel Craig, the longest tenured Bond in the franchise's history. And the way things are going, uh, that record may stand forever if things keep going this way. Okay, so yeah, basically... Coronavirus is popping up everywhere. I don't need to play Dr. No and uh, illuminate anybody about it. You can't escape it. You turn on the TV. It's just one 
fear fest and panic inducing report after another. It's bad. It's way more contagious than your average flu. It's more deadly than your average flu. But it seems for the most part, in my opinion, like it shouldn't be treated like a Bond villain in and of itself. Hell bent on world domination and destruction if you're under the age of 70. Thankfully, the mortality rates are in your favor, like really in your favor. But um, yeah, obviously tons of concern. And in this globalized marketplace that we find ourselves in, especially with Hollywood, whose side chick these days more than ever is China. China's pretty much, yeah, it's China's their Bond girl. There you go. Sushi galore. Although I guess that would be Japan. Oh, it's there too. Okay, it applies. That's a big concern because as with most things, it comes down to the money. It comes down to the bottom line. And countries with banned or restricted gatherings now, places like South Korea, Japan, China, of course, uh, they contributed 38% to Spectre's box office. And 70% of blockbuster box office returns come from overseas these days. So uh, obviously, with movie theaters all but boarded up in China, um, they don't want to risk diminished returns for this movie. After all, it's, uh, it's kind of an important one. Uh, you know, people always say it just takes one movie for a franchise to go bust. So they're waiting to see what happens. Hopefully the warm weather comes in here blows the stinking virus out of existence i'm hoping by you know this time next year we're saying hey remember that coronavirus weren't we all supposed to be dead by now what a joke that was but i find it interesting i mean they're not just postponing this a couple months like happens every once in a while in hollywood they are postponing this till november 007 months away yes very cute guys i see what you did there just in time for next year's flu season yeah how about that but I'm, you know what? But I don't know if if coronavirus is the only reason they're doing this. I don't even know if it is exactly because of diminished box office returns. I still think this movie's going to kick ass. It's Daniel Craig's last outing. For Bond geeks like me, I'm kind of focused on some of the more nuanced reasons. I mean, after all, it's been unveiled that the main villain in this movie, uh, you'll probably know him as Classic Rock's Freddie Mercury, yes, Remy Malik. he won the Oscar for portraying Freddie in Bohemian Rhapsody, the Queen movie. It's been confirmed, it is with absolute certainty that he has a role in No Time to Die in the kidnapping of a scientist, and he comes into possession of some very dangerous technology, likely obtained from that scientist. And uh, other than that, any details on Safin, which is his name, very scary, Safin. Sounds like a chemical compound in cleaning supplies. But any other details uh, on his motivations are just rumors. For example, a lot of consistent rumors are suggesting that Safin's technology that he steals has to do with genetic warfare. And some outlets have reported that No Time to Die features an eco-friendly villain, as they've been in the past, whose secret lair holds a massive algae farm. So what if this movie has a villain that is, you know, a climate sociopath who unleashes a virus on the population to thin it out. Sounds very similar to the conspiracy theories swirling around coronavirus and the fact that it originated in the Wuhan province right next to a biolab where they deal with and tinker with biological diseases. Very Wuhanic, this plot. Could it be it hits too close to home? It'd be almost like a, you know, like a terrorist plot involving airplanes into buildings. Uh, you know, a movie coming out right after 9-11 with something like that. Perhaps that's just compounding the problems for the producers and the distributors. We don't know. All we do know is if they had some balls, they'd just release it and call it Time to Die. 
How about that for creating some buzz, huh? Yeah, there you go. You don't have to wait till November. Okay, so, yeah, I don't know. What can we expect? They have eight more months until the release. It's going to be November 25th here in the States. I suggest just doing a quick edit. Swap out Blofeld stroking the evil cat and show him just swirling his bat soup menacingly while grinning at James. All right, there we go. Those are my two cents on this fiasco. I'd go home and sulk in my James Bond room, which is pretty much a bedroom turned into a shrine, but I just disassembled it and turned it into a nursery for my second son, who might be old enough to see this movie by the time it comes out. As they say at the ending of the credits in every movie, James Bond will return. Just try to stay alive until he does, okay? Okay. 